Duke's podcast. Um, today, I think we're going to go ahead with Jordan Peterson's maps for meaning. Maps for meaning, meaning a lot of meaning for the maps. No. Um, it's, I, I feel like it is basically some sort of a biography of him. Him uh, kind of talking probably about his beliefs. Something just moved there. Spotify, you can't hear anything, right? No, you can't. Um, yeah, I think let's let's just see, I guess. Uh, the last time I went from the bottom to the top because or we might just or we might just go through another summary. We might just go through something else. But it is going to be a summary. But I don't know which one. Can this be the case that... Yes. There we go. Because I just thought, well, you know, why do I have to have my screen, like, in the keyboard? So that you can see something. Not, not even something great, but something. Um... Mm, there are a few I'm actually gonna show you this so here I am and there is maps of meaning um, and on the right hand side we can see a few authors on one hand and on the other hand some categories which is a bit of a strange thing to be honest we might actually go through something by Seth Godin um nope we're not gonna do so because i already went through all of those but let's have a look at some where is the self-help section i want to have that maybe also philosophy let's just see what we can find here on the philosophy thing the lives of the stoics baroian holiday we might actually go through that one indeed yeah we might go through that one indeed, because I guess, as far as I remember, this is the news book by um, Ryan Holiday. And therefore, I have not gone through it yet. I mean, this summary is six months old, so probably not. From the best-selling authors of the Daily Stoic comes an inspiring guide to the lives of the Stoics and what the ancients can teach us about happiness, success, resilience, and virtue. Nearly 2,300 years after a ruined merchant named Seno first established a school in the Stoa Poikile of Athens, I guess, or Athens, I don't know, Stoism has found a new audience among those who seek greatness from athletes to politicians and everyone in between. It is, now, it is no wonder the philosophy and its embrace of self-mastery virtue and indifference to that which we cannot control is as urgent today as it was in the chaos of the Roman Empire. In Lives of the Stoics, Holiday and Hanselman, Hanselman, um, yes, Hanselman, present the fascinating lives of the men and women who strove to live by the timeless Stoic virtues of courage, justice, temperance, wisdom, organized in digestible minai biographies of all the well-known and not so well-known stoics this book vividly brings home what stoicism was like for the people who loved it and lived it dusting off powerful lessons to be learned from the struggles and also successes um this sounds to be one of those books that you know just has to work or have to work um it reminds me of um 
Tim Ferris, or was it? I think the the four are Chef, and also Tools of Titans and whatever. And uh, he stated that it is some sort of a buffet. From um, you know, you can go through it and and see what you like and what you dislike, and then just you know take what you want to have. And I think it is a very good concept. It is a very good concept for a book that um well i mean a non-fictional one if it is fictional i don't really know about that i don't really know if um you know short stories or a bunch of short stories have the same impact as one long story one consecutive story has but but i don't know like i'm not an author the life of seno stoicism may have grown into a towering world philosophy but it had tumble tumble yes humble beginnings. This influential school of thought all started with one man, a devastating shipwreck and a humble porch stoop. Our story starts in the Mediterranean in the 4th century BCE with a wealthy merchant called Seno. Seno made a good living by trading in a rare purple dye made from sea snail blood, but one day his comfortable life came crashing down when a ship carrying his precious cargo was wrecked at sea. Seno and his family lost everything. Stoicism was forged in the fire of hardship. Some people would have been broken by this devastating turn of events, but not Senno. He confronted his bad luck with resilience and courage, exactly the sort of qualities that Stoicism would come to represent. Rather than dwell on his misfortune, Senno moved to the city of Athens, the beating heart of ancient Greek, and reinvented himself as a philosopher. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of what... You know, people mean when they're saying, when you're having a successful person, you take everything from that, seemingly taking everything from that successful person, this person still has quite everything. You know, the tools, the connections, the the mindset, and so on and so forth. So in the end, um, in the end period, he was chosen, he had chosen the right place. 4th century Athens was centered around both business and shamefully, shamefully the slave trade war. The city's commercial success and its slave labor force meant that the city's education elite had plenty of time to ponder life's biggest existential questions. Before long, Seno found a respected teacher called Crates of... or actually Krates, I don't know, of Thebes to introduce him to the basics of philosophy. Krates wasted no time in giving Seno an eccentric first lesson using a pot of lentil soup. Krates asked him to take this soup across the city, believing that his task was beneath him. Seno took the soup through the back streets in order to avoid being seen. But when Krates noticed him sneaking around, he tipped the soup all over him as a lesson on not caring so much about what other people thought. Um, definitely a very, still a very important thing. Before long, Seno became a respected philosopher in his own right. He founded a new philosophy called Stoicism and formulated its four guiding principles. Courage, wisdom, temperance and justice. Like the Stoics who came after him, Seno believed that philosophy should not be confined to the classroom, but should instead be put into action in daily life. So rather than shooting from a bell tower in a grand lecture hall, Seno and his followers, followers, yes, followers discussed their ideas on a porch in the middle of Athens, known as the Stoa Poikile. This is 
why it is also called Stoicism. Perhaps the greatest testament to Senna's modesty is that he named his philosophy after this very porch rather than after himself. Senoism would be really interesting. The life of Clientes. These days, society doesn't really care how a philosophy professor lives his life. In ancient Greece, though philosophers were an object of fascination to their fellow citizens, everyone had an opinion on their ideas and their characters, and in the case of our next Stoic, these opinions weren't always pleasant. Cleanthes was born in 330 BCE on the Aegean coast or something, and he would become one of Senna's most devoted students. Born into a poor family, Cleanthes struggled and toiled all his life, but while most of us seek to escape hard labor, Cleanthes welcomed it. He believed a Spartan life was its own reward. Though his reputation as a philosopher grew, he continued to study Stoicism during the day and work as a water carrier for wealthy Athenians at night. He could have easily quit this labor, manual labor. Uh, there were many people who were willing to pay for Cleanthes' time and knowledge, but Cleanthes always refused these offers, even when the Macedonian king Antigonus II Gonatas invited Cleanthes to become his personal tutor. As a Stoic, Cleanthes understood that there is honor in hard work and that even a low, lowly job, I don't even know what a lowly job is, like water carrying when done well is noble and virtuous. Cleanthes didn't see a contradiction between his two occupations, so being a philosopher and laborer. In fact, he was of the opinion that being a water carrier helped him to become a better philosopher. When we think about it, it is not difficult to see why. Physical labor, while exhausting, allows our minds to wander and observe people, it gives, us, it gives us the headspace to think about our ideas quietly while carrying out our tasks. Like many true Stoics, Cleanthes also lived a very frugal life. He was even reported to write down his thoughts on oyster shells and ox bones so that he didn't have to buy papyrus paper. Through his Spartan lifestyle, Cleanthes examined the Stoic virtue of indifference to discomfort. But not everyone appreciated this hard-working, penny-pinching philosophy student. His fellow Athenians mocked the fact that he had spent 20 years studying under his teacher Senno. He was dubbed a simpleton, a sluggish lump of stone that could not be molded. But Cleanthes handled this criticism with good humor. Instead of being offended when people laughed at him, he often responded by poking fun at himself too. Like many Stoics, Cleanthes used humor as a way to avoid complaining or dwelling on discomfort. I think the next one is going to be for the next episode, but uh, which is going to be Cicero. Um, I think what is very interesting to see there is that we are um, we are studying those people, you know, people that lived two thousand years ago or something, and um, in the meantime we could also study some people that have lived like a hundred years ago they are and we are also doing that um we've always been studying other people that um you know on one hand are doing something that we would like to do and on the other hand are doing some things that we could never do in terms of um you know illegal stuff period um 
it's very interesting to see that you know i wonder if animals are also doing so i mean osmosis i think is a thing um for all the mammals i guess i'm not quite sure but i guess but yeah um i'm hopefully gonna see you next time i at least hope and so